What is happening, party people, and welcome to another edition of Talking During Movies, the podcast where we take key moments and quotes from a film to drive a conversation. And sometimes, yeah, we don't even talk about the film, but that's part of life. And more importantly, I appreciate you guys for listening and joining us today. We got a first timer. We got some fresh, we haven't fresh people in here in a while. We've been doing some, some reboots, having a popular guest back on, but I have the feeling my new friend here is going to be just as popular. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the podcast, the very funny, the often copied, never duplicated, Jamie, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Thanks for having me. Of course. Now, uh, tell the kids where they can find you on the social channels, how they can engage with you, what you're up to, all that fun stuff. Give them the skinny. Oh, boy. Um, I'm on Instagram. My personal Instagram is feathergirl77. Um, I also have a podcast about stalkers. That Instagram is um, strictly stalking pod. Um, yeah, it's pretty. It's it's fun. Well, I don't know if fun's the right word. <laughs> I I interview victims of stalking, so I don't think it's fun. It's more traumatic than fun. Um, but you know, it's a it's a good thing um, teaching people how to advocate for themselves and stuff like that. Awesome. That's very cool. Good for yeah. you. And then. Uh... Where, uh, so you, you've got uh, advocation for stalkers, you've got your own personal Instagram. Uh, do you go speak at places or? Um... Um, well, no, because of COVID. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I hope soon after, okay. soon, because I think we're coming out of COVID a little bit. Fingers crossed, right? <laughs> you know, it's hard to say. It's hard. Yeah, it's uh, sometimes there's days or states where things look good and you're just like, and then someone's like, you just wait. Tomorrow morning, yeah. the sun's going to rise and that <laughs> motherfucker's going to burn to the ground. We're all going to die. I, during quarantine, I, I put a hot tub in at my house. So I'm pretty much good to go. Like I'm set. I'm like, we can quarantine a while longer. No problem. <laughs> I've got, I've got drizzly and, uh, and, uh, and a pool. So I'm good. Right. Just the, the yeah. booze gets delivered. The water's warm. It's perfect. Yeah. I mean, I have every, I get everything online. I, have the hot tub I'm, you know my dogs like i'm good to go nice what kind of dogs you got um i have a big giant one he's really old he's um neapolitan mastiff and german shepherd wow um yeah he's he's great very protective uh and then i have a golden retriever who's like the opposite he's like he'll he'll go with anyone it's like oh take me home like he doesn't <laughs> care he's literally just like i will go with anyone <laughs> nice and yeah. where, where are you located? Are you I'm West in, Coast? Uh, 
Yeah, I'm in, I'm in Los Angeles. Oh, nice. I used to live uh, right in the Fairfax Genesee area. Okay, cool. I'm just up in the Hollywood Hills. Okay, very nice. Yeah, I got a, I got a buddy up there. And then uh, one of my friends has a beautiful home up on top of uh, Mulholland. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm on the Hollywood side of Mulholland. Okay, just very cool. It there. <laughs> yeah, you're right there. Very nice. Yep. Well, so uh, as it goes, I ask people their 10, 10 favorite movies. They shoot them over to me. We pick one. We picked Lost Boys. What is it about Lost Boys uh, that, that rings true to you or that you enjoy so much? Oh my gosh. So I'm old. So when Lost Boys came out, I was maybe like um, 10 or something. I think it came out, what, 87? Uh, 87, yes. Yeah. Um, I remember seeing it and it it was so scary, but the two Corys, you know, Corey Hammond and Corey Feldman were like the most beautiful boys I'd ever seen. And so (laughs) I used to watch that movie like over and over. It was on VHS. I would come mm-hmm. home from school and <laughs> I would watch the um, the bathtub scene where Corey Haim is in the bathtub and he's singing that dumb little song. And then <laughs> Nanook comes and saves him from the vampire, from his vampire brother. Like, I would just watch that scene so many times because it was like, oh my God, this hot boy is in the bathtub. I was like 13, <laughs> you know, like I had no idea. I was just like watching it all the day, all, all every day, literally. Little known fact, NSYNC's original name was Hot Boys in Bathtubs. But really? they changed it. They just they, they hard left turn. All right, let's well, get to conversation. I wanted people to call me Star too. Oh. Like that's how much I love the movie. You went deep. Oh, I did. And my parents were like, "No one's gonna call you Star." Like, mm-hmm. And Wait. and no one did. To be fair, no one did. So we can, we can start that trend again if you'd like. <laughs> I think I'm good. Okay. All right, let's go ahead and hit uh, play on uh, your player there. And we'll just keep the conversation oh, wait, I going. Find it. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> oh, no, I'm behind it. I'm fucking up the schedule. You're fine. Know, can I cuss? I'm sorry. Yes, you can. Yes, this is. Uh, yeah, there's people who are like, you shouldn't cuss so much, Jason. And I was like, well. Oh, good. Okay, I found yeah. it. So I just clicked it. Perfect. Click play. All right. Boom. And play. Here we go. And we got our little. Our internet archive, the wonderful people, Warner Brothers Pictures. So, you're a you're a dog mom. You help uh, stalkers tell their their story and 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 uh, really uh, engage with uh, other people so that hopefully that doesn't happen. What are out of the jump? What are some key things if if someone feels like uh, someone's a little too interested in them uh, to be nice and to be uh, accurate? when they're being stalked, what can they do? What are some actions people can do? Um, I mean, document everything okay. is number one. Like if if you feel like something is wrong in your gut, then it probably is. Oh wait, mm-hmm. I should hit mute on this, right? Yes, please. There we go, <laughs> sorry. Uh, if you feel like something is wrong, like in your gut, then, then it probably is, you know, like, and women especially have like such great intuition. Like, you know, if your boyfriend's cheating on you, like, you know, deep down, you don't, ha- you don't even need to look for it. Like, you'll find it. Like, you know, you know, it's just there. Um, but like, yeah, like, well, and men get stalked too, of course. Like, mm-hmm. just listen to your gut. And, you know, if it feels wrong, it is document everything. That way you don't feel like you're going crazy. Cause like a lot of people that are being stalked, it's so hard to like wrap your head around that. Like, I'm, being hunted by another human you know like yeah it's insane so yeah like just and tell people be make people aware of it so that if something does happen people know 
And I think it's a good point of writing it down because if you try to wrap it all up into a conversation to tell someone, you're going to sound a little crazy. And then, yeah. and then the other night, and it's like, what's the other night? We were together the other night. You know, your terms yeah. of, of defining the other night. Well, no, no, it was, I think it was Tuesday. And it's like, no, we were, you know, and then it just, it can unravel because as I think everyone knows, when emotion gets involved, right? Uh, details can, can, can be lost in the conversation because you're just overwhelmed with the scary shit that's happening. Yeah. Well, and it's like, sometimes it's really weird, small stuff like this, this one woman, um, she kept like missing articles of her clothing. Like and she lives alone and you know, I know how I am. like, like I'll leave clothes in one bathroom and I'm like, Oh, I found this shirt again, you know, things like that. So <laughs> I don't think I would even really notice it right away. And she didn't either. And so after a while, she's like, like where am I? And, and like things would be moved. Like she'd open a bottle of wine and have one glass at night. And then the next day the wine would be empty. She's like, I didn't drink it all. I live alone. You know, like stuff like that, like that will make you go crazy. Yeah. yeah so she started documenting it and it just started adding up to being like, oh shit, I have a stalker, you know? And I mean, did she know the stalker or was this just someone interested? Yeah, it ended up being her ex-husband. He was breaking in um, and stalking her. And um, she was kind of turning to him for comfort because, you know, she didn't think it was him. Like, why would he do that? And uh, and so I think that's that was his ultimate goal, I guess. Wow. What? A yeah. Special but then it, started, it, it turned violent towards the end. Like he started slashing her car tires and stuff. And that's when she finally went to the police and found out that it was him. They did like a stakeout. The cops were so great in that situation. Wow. Jeez, that's just, you know, I, I remember uh, my daughter, she came home and she was like five. She goes, dad, can girls marry girls? And I was like, yeah, I don't care. Do whatever you want. And she goes, well, because I think I want to marry my, my friend. And she named her little friend. And I was like, okay. And then I instantly texted her little friend's mom. And I'm like, guess what? <laughs> We've gotten dicks out of the picture. It's perfect. <laughs> it's perfect. They, they, they've been removed been removed i love, I love it. it that's it, awesome right and she's like great and then a week later she's like i think i might marry a boy now i'm like son of a bitch <laughs> get back on that lesbian train come on let's oh, go kids kids these days <laughs> they're so wishy-washy so wishy-washy <laughs> getting my hopes up i'm like oh thank god okay now i gotta worry about it again but it's well like, you know, I, to be fair i thought i was gonna marry either Corey Hamer or Corey feldman so well and you know good thing you didn't marry either one of them quite honestly yeah well yeah but, you know, I did no... end up meeting Corey Feldman a couple of years back. Oh, how was that? You know, well, I, I work as a casting director. So, you know, I, I see actors all day long. Mm -hmm. um, and <laughs> he is probably one of the only ones where I was like shy. And I'm like, it's literally Corey Feldman. Like, why am I shy? Like, it's it was so weird. I was like, oh, like, hi, Corey Feldman. Like, I used his first lesson. Like, it was so <laughs> dumb. I was so embarrassed with myself. Because I, I, I mean, I literally, like, I talked to you know, famous actors all day. Mm -hmm. Like, that's what I do for a living. And I'm like, okay, whatever, you know, bye. So, so like, I don't care. And then I'm like, oh my God, it's Corey Feldman in a bar. Like, hi, Corey Feldman, it's me. <laughs> like <laughs> how, do you, how do you manage as, as a casting director, the balance of your emotion of what you like and who you are versus let's say the film? Because in, in my mind, like, let's say uh, I have an acting friend and he's really good, but hasn't seen some roles in a while you know, Kiefer Sutherland. Oh God, I uh, love him. Right. And he comes in and I was like, fuck it. I just give it Sutherland. I'm like, let's go. 
I can't believe you showed up to, to read for this part. You're in. You know, everyone's like, I don't know what's the right fit. And I'm like, hey, listen, have you seen a Mac before? Let's do it. How do you break that bridge between what you personally want or who you like versus what's best for the situation? Um, well, I mean, somebody like Kiefer Sutherland probably wouldn't be coming in to read for me. <laughs> I would just you? I would just make a, an offer because <laughs> we all know what he can do. And, and obviously he's capable of like, what everything mm-hmm. <laughs> he's great he can be president um, he can be a vampire he can do it all yeah Secret i mean agent. whatever he's he's got it all um no you know it's it's always really what's best for the film and there's a lot of um creative ideas that fall into you know making a film and and especially the casting you know the director has an idea the writer has an idea the producers have an idea you know casting director has an idea everyone's got their their own ideas um so, and usually just kind of, it comes together, you know, we see who's available, who wants to do it. And um, so, yeah, I don't know. Like, it's just kind of like a conglomerate of everyone's thoughts and creativeness. And that's how it works out. It's, it's I mean, the, the, it's the, Hollywood fascinates me and, and the casting side fascinates me as well. Oh, I mean, one. Me too. <laughs> it's crazy. It's because, you know, it, it really is moments right I mean you're capturing yeah. moments have you ever had someone that just crushed it on I guess the the reading part and they show up and the cameras are on and they can't do shit um not really that I know of um mostly because you know if they can if they can do it you know in the in the tapes and in the auditions and stuff like they're probably going to be able to do the um the the show and also it's a lot to do with like the director and stuff and okay. and editing you know even if they if they aren't as great as we thought they would be we can edit around that you know <laughs> see it's it's I, I take that because you know the analogy is sports right there there are practice players guys who are just yeah. great in practice and you put them in the game and they're just like no just don't don't show up and then there are people who do not show up in practice but when the game comes franchise you know and it's, yeah. I think it's a little different. It's, mm-hmm. it's, I think people are, are showing up. There's not a lot of practice. <laughs> you just got to show up. <laughs> got to show up and get it done. Yeah. Uh, now, now, are you originally from LA? No, I'm from Iowa originally. Iowa? What part of Iowa? Um, well, I, I went to school in a little town called Gilbert. It's like um, a little bit north of Ames, Iowa. Mm-hmm. And then uh, my parents moved to uh, Storm Lake, Iowa, when I graduated. And then now my parents live in Wisconsin. They moved back to their hometown of like 200 people. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I, I mean, I know Iowa for uh, obviously Des Moines. Uh, yeah. The, the city actually came down here, did an event in Austin, Texas that we helped them out with. And then there was a big concert series that they do in the summertime. And they brought us up there to... Uh, show us their festival if you will and it was i mean i i love des moines i thought des moines was absolutely amazing i'm I'm blown away by how much that city has grown technologically and everything else it's quite fascinating yeah it's kind of surprising because i think iowa gets overlooked a lot yeah it does right but it is the insurance capital of the united states (laughs) oddly enough it really is i think Uh, it might also be the meth capital (laughs) make a lot of corn uh there's a lot of fields to hide in (laughs) You know, know that, and oddly enough, all those fields, no crop circles. You get crop circles in Europe Why all day long that? because they're fake. Because oh. this is how I think they're fake. If they were really happening, why aren't they happening in all the fields? You know, you've got Canada and 
you know, and, and all of North America. And they're just like, we don't get crop circles. And the UK is like, Fuck, that's all we get is crop circles. Yeah, you know? that's kind of weird. Yeah, Those like, UK people, either that or the aliens just like them better. Yeah, or they just get the artsy fartsy aliens. They're like, let's yeah, clean this up. That and could our, be. And our aliens different are like, type of alien. <laughs> yeah, like we get the calamutilation aliens. Our yeah, aliens oh yeah, that's true. For fucking barbecue and their aliens go for art. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think our aliens, like they abduct us too. Like we get abducted a lot, right? There's there's abductions out there. I'm sure there are, but not like us. They love us because we're yeah. just so wacky. Yeah. So we really I mean, are. there's probably no correlation there. I'm yeah. sure it's all real. Sure, it's all just legit. How how does one become or get into casting? It's not like you go to Harvard and you get a PhD in being a casting director, and then they're like, "Well, I mean, it's it's one of those unique industries where there, there's not that part." So, what got you interested in it? How did you how did you get involved? Oh gosh, so I actually I have a bachelor's degree in photography okay. and a master's degree in music management. I wanted to manage bands. Um, and, uh, yeah, I like, I just, I love music and I was like, oh, I can like manage these bands, these hot guys, whatever. Um, <laughs> I like your style. And, <laughs> yeah. And I came out to LA and I was like, cool, I'm going to manage bands. But like, I went to school in Chicago and what I learned was like the business side of managing bands, but to actually manage a band, you really don't need an education at all. You just need to know people and you need to know the bands you need and I had no relationships with anybody in relationships with anybody in the music industry so when I came out to LA I was like okay like I'm probably not gonna manage <laughs> bands um so I got into real estate because it was easy and I sold a lot of houses and made a lot of money and I hated it um and then the market crashed so I didn't have to do it anymore <laughs> which is great um but I had I met somebody who was like uh, hey, I'm going to start this production company. You can run it. And I was like, cool. I've never been on a set. Like, I'll totally do it. Um, so I Googled everything and learned everything and ran the production company for a little while. Um, and I also didn't like that because it's like 20 hour days. And I was like the bad guy all the time. I was like, oh, we can only pay this much. Like <laughs> always like, like firing people. Like I, I don't play the bad guy very well. Um, but the part of that that I really liked was the casting. So when I left there, um, I started out trying to be a casting director, which is also very hard. Um, so I got into unscripted, like reality shows first, because uh, it's a lot easier to jump in there. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, like I just, I started out in, in the unscripted and then worked my way up into uh, scripted. Nice. Film. You've taken quite, quite, a, quite a different ride to, to yeah. get to where you wanted to go. I know. But you're I didn't know it. this is where I wanted to go, you know? Yeah. Once again, I mean, not a major in college, not someone that, they're, they're, you know, parents are like, Tommy, what do you want to do? I want to be a fireman, Sally. <laughs> casting director. They're like, that's right, Sally. I know. Casting to director. To be fair, I mean, growing up in Iowa, I never even knew what a casting director was. I didn't even know there was such a thing. Yeah. And then you've got to get the terminology, right? All the Hollywood lingo, yeah. all the fun, all the fun yeah. knickknack terms. I mean, I was talking to a uh, movie producer and I was just like, hey, why? Why do you guys have to have a special word for everything? She goes, yeah. bullshit. I was like, no, nah, that makes sense. Okay. And, I mean, it's all in who you know. And now I've, I've like, I've been in LA long enough. You know, I was, I've gone to the parties and gone to the bar. Like I've done it all. And so mm -hmm. I know enough people where I, I can do my job as a casting director. Cause it's really just who you know. 
Sure. Now, I mean, LA notoriously uh, shut down and people leaving for Texas. Uh, yeah, a lot of people left. Cleared a out. A lot of people have cleared out, leaving you guys a little more room. A little. I, I'm still blown away. I go back to a SoCal once a month and I'll still look out our office windows and I'll see the 405 and there's still not traffic. And it just yeah, it's, it's blows great. my mind. I mean, I, I was down there in 19, I started down in California in 1995 and there was mad traffic. And this is the first time ever outside of a rainstorm that you could look out, see the 405 with cars on it and everyone's just moving. Yeah. You know, to have a meeting in LA at 11 and someone calls you and goes, meet me in Malibu at 1230. <laughs> and you're like, no problem. I'll be there in 30 minutes is crazy. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, and a lot of people just aren't leaving their houses, which is <laughs> awesome. <laughs> they really aren't. They're, they're staying, they're staying locked down. When yeah. LA... When LA is open, though, uh, like you know, when I lived there, some of my favorite spots: Little Door, uh, the little French restaurant off uh, Wilshire, yeah. Yeah. just absolutely amazing. Were there some, are are there some favorite spots that you missed that have uh, since since the pandemic hit? That um, I think like my favorite spots are kind of still running. Um, they were outside for a long time, mm -hmm. uh, and I think that we can do indoor dining now, maybe, but. I love, I love it. Like, I think LA needed to switch everything outdoors. Like we live in such a beautiful city. Like it's warm year round. Like we can be outside, you know? Yeah. Um, and they didn't have a lot of outdoor dining in LA. Like it was always hard, like looking for like a rooftop place to go hang out. And now it's like, everyone's got outdoor dining, which is super cool. That is weird, right? Uh, yeah. That such a beautiful place. And I mean, I'm doing thing about my buddy lived off of North Highland. Cherokee and North Island. And we'd go to this Mexican restaurant, uh, probably two miles away from his house. Great food, you know, great margaritas, but their outdoor dining was four chairs outside. Yeah. It's so weird. Like, don't you want to sit outside and like have a drink and eat and hang out? I don't know. I'd, I would rather be outside. I would. I think that we might, might want to have to answer the, uh, the, the camping issue if we want to keep eating outside. <laughs> We might, we might yeah. want to address that part a little bit. We do have like a, with the homeless and, and the stuff on the streets right now. It's, you know, it's, but I think it's rough for everybody. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. It is. It's really hard, you know, and I don't think that LA has a lot of compassion for, for our homeless population, unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's turned into, unfortunately, right. I think a, a, a double-edged sword, whereas it started with, I mean, the, the lack of compassion from corporate, right? Fifth Street, people just getting dropped off in the middle of the night from hospitals and everywhere else. Yep. And it's just like, oh, we're just going to leave them here. And and the city was okay with it. Even the, the yep. ruling partners of the city were okay with it. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, we don't have to fucking stay here. We can go anywhere we want. Just, we can walk yeah. around. Yeah. And then everyone's like, what? They moved? It's like, well, yeah, they moved because you put them in a shithole. And just because they're not mentally sound or don't have money doesn't mean they want to live in shit and drugs. Yeah. You know, but the still lack of compassion, lack of education, lack of insight. And, you know, it's the unfortunate situation where it's at now. It's terrible. Oh, and now it's, it's, you know, the problem got a lot worse through the pandemic um, because now you have people that, that aren't necessarily mentally incompetent like like it's really just normal people that don't have a place to live anymore because of the pandemic um which i know there were you know things on rent where like they couldn't kick you out and stuff but i also know a lot of people that did get kicked out they didn't get the help that they needed so you know it's it's a whole thing <laughs> yeah and then you're mixing those people right you're putting yeah. 
uh, the unfortunate drug alcohol addict with the mentally ill with the mom and two kids who just lost yep. her apartment. And that exactly. scenario is not safe for anyone either. You know? It's really not. Crime has definitely skyrocketed. Yeah. And it's, I mean, last time I was in LA was probably a year ago and I was driving up La Brea and there was a woman on the side of the street who got out of her tent and she had one of those uh, outdoor showers where it's just a bag that you hang up and it's oh, a yeah. solar panel on it, heats up the water. And she was just showering outside. Yeah, there's so much of that right now. And I, I mean, they did, they did put like, um, like water, some sanitary things um, on the streets. And, you know, in the underpass, there's a porta potty now. <laughs> there has to be though. Like, what are you gonna do? Otherwise, where do you go to the bathroom? You're not yeah. allowed in, in anywhere. You know. Yeah, I mean, no one's letting you in. That's for sure. Yeah. And I, and I, you know, folks, I'm not knocking her for uh, for taking a shower. I, I pride her on uh, on. I mean, you have to wanting to take a shower and wanting, yeah. you know. I mean, that's that's an important step in just mental health and physical health. So yeah. I just felt bad for her that she was in that position where she was showering outside. Oh, completely. It it sucks. Yeah. And there's a lot more of that now because it is less of like. I mean, there's still a lot of mentally ill and, and, you know, drug addicted people that are homeless, but now there's these new people that are homeless and they are like on the streets showering, like trying to do their best and still trying to, you know, have some semblance of a normal life if they can. So it's weird. It's weird out there. It sucks. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. You know, in, in the, in the world of hard left turns that this podcast takes, we're watching the two Corys here. I'm wondering of all the mythical creatures that are out there, vampires, werewolves, mummies, the whole kit caboodle, if there could be one that would exist, which one would you want? Oh. Yeah. So much easier um, to talk about the, the homeless problem than it is to figure out who your favorite villain is. Um, <laughs> you know, I know it's not necessarily like a mythical creature that is similar to what we're talking about sure. but i've always wanted to see a chupacabra oh now yeah. some people say that they're very very real i know i i i'm i'm kind of like like 70 percent. i'm like come on it's not real and then like that 30 percent is like i might find one <laughs> what about what about bigfoot where are you on bigfoot i don't think bigfoot's real you're gonna go chupacabra and no bigfoot yeah how dare you well, okay, because like Bigfoot supposedly lives like here more like in mm -hmm. North America where the Chupacabra is more like South. I mean, the, supposedly they're here, like maybe Texas or whatever, whereas the Chupacabra is more like um, Mexico, you know, South of us. Yeah. I could totally see a Chupacabra in Mexico. That's true. Okay. Yeah. I just, right? I, guess I, I just, I just want Bigfoot to be real. Now I want this, well, you know shape-shifting third you know living in different dimensions weird walking upright allegedly super smart best social distancer of all time bigfoot right <laughs> to be real and be like hey guess who doesn't have covid me social distancing <laughs> see you guys later and then just disappear into the woods right? again. like that'd be the best you know i mean i guess like maybe like up in canada somewhere there's a bigfoot but i think that it's different it's sasquatch in canada right Sasquatch in the northern states of North America, the Native American name for uh, for for Bigfoot is Sasquatch, and then you have in uh, farther north is Yeti, and then oh yeah, the Yeti, the Yeti, and then you also have outside of that, then you have the one in uh, or maybe Yetis in uh, 
Asia, but then there's another one. Oh. So yeah, you got these different, you know, I, all, all the continents though, all of them have it, which, and the reason I think it stays alive is one, when we first came over here, right? No one believed about the Kodiak bears and how big they were. They thought that was a mythical creature that the Indians oh, were making that's it up. that's true. And the gorillas, you know, people didn't know about gorillas when they were in Africa. It's like, where, where? We don't see any. And they're like, no, these yeah. monsters are up in the hills there. And they're like, nah, whatever. And then we finally found them, you know, and then God bless Jane Goodall. She's up there hanging out with them, doing barbecues and <laughs> yeah. teaching them how to sew. Can't keep, I can't keep my, teach my dog how to not shit in the house. And she's like, oh yeah, this one over here, he fixes cars. Do you do something wrong? Do you need a tire changed? The other tool holds my it. dog is kind of an idiot too. Yeah. I mean, I have a basset hound. He's known for being an idiot. He just smells oh, something. Oh yeah. He's yeah. a moron. The kid loves him. So, you know, you gotta. Oh yeah. My dogs are great, but like just kind of. Spacey. Yeah. Well, the golden retriever, he's just, he's just a little dummy, you know, like, hi everybody. Like he's so dorky. Like he does like nerdy ass things. Like, like I'll look at him and he'll just like be making this weird face at me. And I'm like, why are you doing that? Like, I mean, also we got a lot closer during the quarantine. So sometimes maybe he's not actually making a face and it's in my head. I don't know. Well, you get, you get a little closer and then they're really like you around. Like my dog, he's just like, oh, we're here again. Oh, we're hanging out all day. Oh, we're just going to, okay. And then every, I get yeah. up, he gets up. I sit down, he sits down. I, I mean, yeah. I, I was like, hey, bro, you got to stop. You're, you're yeah. freaking me out. I, you can't move every time I move because I wonder what's happening. Yeah, that, that's what happened to me too. Like, and both dogs do it now. So it's like, I have a hundred pound and 150 pound dog. Every time I move, both of them get up. And, you know, and then since I was quarantining, I, I was alone in the house for so long. I didn't have anyone over. So now like when people do come by, like the dogs just kind of stand guard, like they flank each side of me, like these giant ass dogs. I'm like, hello, you may, you may come in. And people are kind of like, oh, I'm good. No, you know, I'll stay in the doorway. It's yeah. Fine. You know? Well, and, and I'm dating, which is crazy. How do you date in a quarantine? Um, well, I took a long time off because like my ex was like horrific. Like he was just such a horrible person. So I needed like a good um, year away from men. But now I'm, I'm dating again. Um, and it's hard. It's weird because there's a lot of places that aren't open. Like, you know, I really just don't want to hike with these people. <laughs> Like all my dates turn into like these hiking days, which is great. Like I look amazing. I'm so fit now. Um, <laughs> but like, it's weird how people react to, cause I bring my dog, just the golden retriever, the nice one. And people are like, Oh, like dogs love me. Like they, they're so extra to my dog. My dog's just like, yo dude, like fucking chill. <laughs> like know? if I can like, win this dog over, I will win. I know. Over. I'm like, he's a golden retriever. There's no, you, you want him over by showing up. Like, yeah. you know, like you don't need to be so extra to my dog, but like guys will bring like dog treat. My dog got more treats and toys during quarantine for, for my dating. I'm like, where are my flowers? Like you brought dog treats. You, you brought a bone and no flowers. <laughs> like, What's wrong <laughs> with these guys? But yes, yeah, so there's a lot of hiking going on. And, you know, now, like if I do invite a date over to my house, um, you know, during the day, PG rated, uh, it's so weird because my dogs are just so like on edge, like, they're like, why is this person in our house? What's going on? This is new. I don't like it. Get out. Yeah. I don't like yeah. the smell, sir. What, uh, what's your, what's your uh, preferred venue for dating? Is it uh, meeting through friends, Tinder, Bumble, Match? Um, I don't, I've been married well, for almost 10 years. I have no idea. Yeah. Well, I, I was in a relationship for six years. So then I'm like, oh shit, how do I do this? Um, so I've been doing online dating 
uh, it's pure hell. It's, it's so bad. I have like the worst stories, like the most ridiculous stories. Um, so online dating is not really working out. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know, like it, because you can't just go out with your friends and meet people now because of COVID. So yeah, I was kind of in like this weird, like limbo. And you know, you're right. Online dating's weird. I remember I was, I used to live in Portland, Oregon, and I go out on this date with this gal, very nice. And well, drinks went well, dinner went well. And I was like, Hey, I'm going to go see a movie with some friends. Would you like to join me? And she's yeah. like, sure. And I mean, this is, you know, 20 plus years ago when, <laughs> you know, you just dates were like two hours and you were done. You're like, I'll see you later. And I was like, Oh, you know, this is going well. And we're sitting down and I'm like, you smell that? She's like, no, I don't smell anything. I'm like, no, I smell something. She goes, I don't know. So what had happened is, is we go to the theater uh, I thought we were all going to see Sexy Beast, which is a fantastic film. Highly recommend it. Great crime yeah. thriller. And uh, my friends were like, no, we want to go see this. So she's like, let's go see Sexy Beast. And I was like, okay, we'll just all get out at the same time and go to cocktail afterwards and chat it up about our movies. And so we're in there. I'm like, I smell. I go, do you not smell bacon? She goes, oh, that's me. I love bacon. <laughs> so I carry it with me everywhere. It's my snack. Okay. In her purse, she had four Ziploc bags of extra crispy, already cooked bacon. I mean, did you marry her? Because uh, I would. <laughs> no, I did not. I was freaked out. I'd never met anyone who just carried around bacon at all. I think it's kind of awesome. Like, just the the balls on. Oh, yeah, it's me. I, I just carry bacon around. Just carry bacon around. Just hanging out with bacon. I what mean, that's kind of ballsy, right? Like. Oh, it is. Now, like, now I look back on it. I'm like, hey, good for you standing strong and being your own person. At the time, I'm a 25 year old. And I was like, yeah. bacon? Like, why do you have bacon? So confused. Like, I don't buy bacon for my house. Like, what is going on? And so and then uh, end of the night came, we went on a second date uh, to a comedy show. And she just kind of didn't laugh. I was, I was like, she's like, huh, huh. I was like, really? if you don't like comedy, like, we're not. But we're not. Wait, going but you out went again. on a second date with Bacon Lady. One on a second date because I had to figure out the bacon thing. I yeah. really had to. Like, I had to figure out what's going on. Did so she have bacon again? She did, but we at the comedy place, and so then I just I killed her. She goes, "Are we all going to go out and get drinks?" I go, "No, I'm going home." Yeah. So I ended up going to this bar that I bartended at, and she came in, and she was like, "Hey, oh, how's you going home?" And I was like, "Well, you know." Anyways, it just wasn't listen, we didn't hit it off and I love comedy and you weren't laughing. And she goes, sure I was. And I'm like, huh, he's not laughing. She goes, oh, you don't know. I was like, no, I don't. She goes, well, never mind." And she just left. A couple of days later, calls me, goes, can we have a conversation? I want to take you to dinner. She was doing refugee work in Africa and she got bit by a rare spider that gave her frozen face from her upper lip almost to below her eyes. So this little area didn't move at all. So she couldn't smile or laugh. Oh my God. So then I feel like a jerk, but then because yeah. I'm a moron, the next thing that comes to my head is, what if it's like to kiss her if the upper lip doesn't move at all? Oh my God. Because <laughs> <laughs> this is what goes through guys' heads. Like women yeah. are like, I wonder if he has a good job. Is he going to be a good father? How does he take care of animals? How does he take care of his mother? And we're yeah. thinking, hmm, why does she have bacon? Bacon's weird. Wonder how she kisses. Like that's just we're simple monkeys, simple, dumb monkeys. And the fact that you women work so hard to impress us blows my mind every day. You know, what's crazy. I actually got bit by a spider during quarantine. I got bit by a, um, a brown recluse. 
four oh. times. What? Yeah, it, it was crazy. I got really, really sick. Cause I'm like, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go to the doctor. It's a spider bite, like no big deal, right? Um, and it just kept getting worse. And like my leg was like black. Like, it was the craziest thing I've ever seen. And I was like, oh shit, like I have to go to the doctor. So I went to the emergency room, but it was like during like the height of COVID and, and doctors were busy. Like I was trying sure. to be like, I'll be fine, you know, take an Advil. And I get it there. And I felt like such an asshole too. Cause they're like, okay, like, what's your problem? I was like, oh, like I have a spider bite. And I could just see the nurse, like roll her eyes. Like this bitch has a spider, like so Hollywood. Like, oh, I have a spider bite. <laughs> so I take my pants off and she goes, oh, wow. I'll get someone right away. And I was like, why'd you say, oh, wow. Like, I know it looks bad, but like you can fix this, right? <laughs> yeah, like we can. Someone get the saw. Yeah, no, right they... Off. The doctor was just like so angry. He's like, I can't, I can't believe you waited this long. Like you can lose your leg. You can lose your life. And honestly, it took months for me to even like look normal for my leg to even look normal. I steroids, like eight different antibiotics, like nothing was working. I got so sick. Damn. And you fucking nurse ratchet out there is rolling her eyes. Like I got bit by a spider. Well, because I was so embarrassed too. Like, I don't know why that's embarrassing. It shouldn't be, but you know, cause, well, cause people are like dying, like people die in the hospital. Like real people like with actual emergencies i just didn't feel like it was an emergency Seems until like she was. was like oh wow this is a big emergency <laughs> i don't know yeah, i mean I, you know i grew up in iowa like farm life like whatever like you get bit by a spider oh whoop-de-doo like who cares but yeah the, a little more a little more aggressive a little more venomous yeah i guess you know it's super venomous there's it's pretty bad actually <laughs> little rascal those guys are that's why I don't yeah. live in Australia. I've got some good friends in Australia. I refuse to go. Top oh God, 10 yeah. most dangerous spiders, Australia. Top 10 snakes, Australia. Oh, and then add in the fact that it's just fucking terrifying there. That they've got like in between the cities are just vast deserts. We're like, oh yeah, people die here every day. I'm like, what? Why are yeah. we here? Yeah. Like, oh, because, well, what if we want to swim away? Uh, surrounded by great white sharks. It's Alcatraz. It's a legit <laughs> prison that people are vacationing to. It is. Yes. Like, I mean, I do kind of want to go because they also have like koala bears and like the platypus. But I mean, I don't think koala bears have chlamydia. Really? Yeah. They'll give you chlamydia. I did read that. There's also some birds that have like chlamydia too, right? Yeah. And armadillos have leprosy. It's like all these cute, like the platypus better have fucking AIDS. You better have something because (laughs) otherwise everyone needs to own one because they're the cutest little bastards. They They really are. are. How are they and why pets? don't people own them? Like, where are they at? Like, I mean, I know where they're at, but like, why don't we have them here? I don't know. It's, I mean, we got this similar weather. I don't know why we can't hang out with some platypuses. Yeah. We should why? like reintroduce them to our environment. I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> yeah, be not, not a problem's ever happened when we've just randomly like, let's put this here, you know, Texas. Yeah, it's 10, totally normal. 10,000 fucking tigers running around here. I'm just waiting for one bad windstorm until the, the state's wiped out and just owned by tigers. Yeah, that's going to happen. Texas is a crazy place, man. Thousands of tigers. There are more tigers in captivity in Texas than there are in the wild. Really? Yes. Why? Because we're morons here. Oh, yeah, because it's like legal, right? Like there's weird shit that's legal in Texas. Like that's not legal anywhere else. (laughs) Yeah, it's you don't need a permit to own a tiger. Oh. It's easier to buy a tiger than it is to buy a purebred dog in Texas. Wow. Well, it is, it is getting hard to buy a purebred dog. <laughs> I'm just blown away. I'm just like, you assholes. Like, I wish I would have known that before I moved here. Might have. Because then 
you know, just like in Southern California, especially around the Riverside area, they have to let you know within a quarter of a mile if there's a meth house. So oh. with Riverside, it's just a meth house. Yeah. But for other areas, you know, Hollywood, let's say there was a meth house in the area, they got to let you know because of toxic, uh, toxins in the ground and all sorts of other shit. Oh, well, no one's ever let me know about a meth house. There must not be any near me. None near you, which is good. However, guess what they're not letting me know anything about? Tigers. <laughs> so I don't know if my neighbors have one or not, unless I hear roar or someone screaming when they're walking down the street because those motherfuckers wow. are fast. Have you ever seen the yeah, videos no, like the guys in India, they're riding their bikes? There's mm-hmm. murr, and then all of a sudden the comes out and just nabs him or the two guys that were fishing and a tiger was on the shore and the guy's like oh we're, yeah we're fucked and he's like what do you mean and like he's gonna swim out here and eat us one by one and the guy's like no nah, cats don't like water and that big asshole jumped in the water shunk, 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 right across yeah pulled one guy out of the boat took him back to shore crunched his skull and then looked at the other guy like and you are next you're next buddy yeah tigers are scary man this is why I don't own cats because they're the separation of a tiger and a cat is weight. Oh, I have a cat. Her name is Murder Cat. See, applicable yeah. name. She's she's extremely fat and overweight. Um, but she murders things like like crazy. When I got her, I had like I had like a rat problem because I live in the hills. Yeah. Like so, it's like outdoor areas. <laughs> like, and I would rats were like in my house. Like, I just I couldn't handle it, and I. I had like the exterminator people. I was paying ridiculous amounts of money and the exterminator was just like, I don't know how long it's going to take. Like they're just not going, like, I don't know. I'm like, but you're, you're a fucking exterminator. <laughs> like, what are you telling yeah, me? You don't this know. Is your like, job. Yeah. I'm like, this is legit your job. Like, and he's like, yeah, they're, you just have too many. I'm like, how can I have too many fucking rats in my house? Like, this isn't real. So I went to the pound. I get this cat. She was skinnier then. And within date, like the body's just piled up. Like, <laughs> I mean, like you could have played like some badass rap song. Like she just bring it in the bodies. Like, fuck you. <laughs> like, and these are your friends and I'm coming for you next. No, it was insane. Like every morning I'd pick up five or six rat bodies because she brought, she brings them in. Cause when she, when she killed them all inside the house, she's like, oh, I need more. And then she'd go outside and get them <laughs> and kill them and bring them in. But I've also, so she learned to make bird noises. So she, she calls birds over to her and then she jumps straight in the air, six feet up in the air and like uses her little claws and just slices their throats. And I've seen this, it's the most craziest shit I've ever seen. And then like the, the bird throat, it just like the blood squirts out and it falls to the ground and she picks it up and brings it in and puts it in my bed. And it, it's the most intense like murder. And I watch it like all day. Whoa. Yeah, and, and she dogs does it have all to the be time. Terrified of this fucking cat. They're like, that cat kills other animals. Yeah. You just I mean, growl. <laughs> no, well, that's the thing. Like, my dogs will see a rat. Like, there was once a rat in my dog's food bowl and like eating. It was like three in the morning. And I went downstairs to get like a glass of water. And I look over and there's just a big fucking rat sitting in the food bowl eating the dog food. And I was like, what the fuck? And I look behind me and the dog's just laying there watching it. Like they're friends. He's like, oh yeah, have a bite. I was like, what? Kill it. Do something. My dog's like, no, nah, it's cool. Yeah, it's cool. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, that's Tom. Sharing. Yeah. Like he didn't give a shit. I was like, come on, man. <laughs> we have, well, all my neighbors have hunting dogs and then I've got uh, the yeah. basset hound and there are these dogs always on watch, just on alert. See a squirrel on alert. See a mouse on alert. However, haven't caught or killed one. My dumb basset hound has murdered eight squirrels. Really? Eight. One right in front of my daughter. 
one ran by him and he was like, let me show her how I protect her paw on the tail, crunch on the head, and then just walked away. Like that bitch is dead. One fell into the pool when he was chasing it. And then he paced in front of it until it drowned. Oh God. He has a darkness in his soul. I like that. That's like my cat. She's dark, man. She'll she'll just kill shit. And if you sleep a little too long, you might she might eat an eyeball right out of you. You just don't know. No, she'll she'll drop a dead thing on my face while I'm sleeping. Oh. Yeah. Fuck no. My dog is also so sometimes she'll kill something or she leaves it like a little bit alive so it squirms, you know, when it hits me. Mm-hmm. Um but so my golden retriever, he's just a little dummy. So he'll pick it up and and he tries to hold it in his mouth and it squirms. So I think it like itches or whatever it is, you know, like it's either a rat or a bird. And so he'll crunch it just a little too much. Oh. And then he'll come and drop that on me. So not only is it like this weird, gross, dead thing, but then it has like all his slobber because he likes to keep it in his mouth for a while. Oh, this is my favorite scene. He's in the bathtub. He's in the bathtub. Here's your scene right here. Here it is. This is the, this is the magical is. scene that won you over. Uh, I used to watch a it lot so many of bubbles. times. Yeah, there's a lot of bubbles. They it's probably the, use dish soap. Yeah, rather. right? You'd have to use dish soap or something. Yeah, they use like special like movie soap things for that. So without trying to get, uh, no way want to, you know, uh, no, no trouble, but question here. Yeah. What's your take? I mean, especially, you know, in, in hindsight being 2020 with uh, the, all the stuff com- coming out about the Corys and all the other kids that have been impacted. Yeah. What's your take on kids in Hollywood? Like, how do we make it better at the same time enjoying talent? Because they are talented kids. I do think it's better now. Um, there's a lot of things in place to keep kids safe now. Whereas like when the core is younger, there wasn't. Okay. There wasn't anything in place. It was just like you handed your child over to this manager and then they went to work, you know? Yeah, and they'd be like gone for like months. They're like, oh, yeah. we're going to fly your kid to Ecuador for three months through this film. Can I come? No, I mean, he's got, they've got their own trailer. Yeah, yeah. And that, <laughs> that doesn't happen anymore. Like that, that kind of shit doesn't happen anymore. So I think there's, I mean, there's always going to be a predator. There's predators in, in every aspect of every job. Every, there's a predator somewhere, you know, like sure. that's just, it's not just entertainment. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Although I do, I do. I mean, there's definitely predators in entertainment as we've seen over and over. Um, but I think now people are just more aware it's talked about more. Um, and there's just better, there's better things in place for, for kids these days. That's, I mean, that's good to hear because it, you know, it's, it's weird how, you know, the, the news and the spin works, right. They'll do the fear porn. But then they won't do the update of, oh, by the way, this is how it's going better. These are the, this is what we're doing because then theoretically, right. They've got to admit that they fucked up before. Yeah. No one wants that. No one wants to admit that they, heaven forbid, they made a mistake. How was it with you was, I mean, obviously, you know, Harvey Weinstein, a big story, Uh, other, other celebrities, uh, Bill Cosby, you know, Mr. Puddin' Pops himself. (laughs) <laughs> how yeah. is it for you as a woman in Hollywood? You know, I mean, I know you're not in front of the camera, but still I have to imagine that from everything yeah. else, from movies to work on to, you know, people trying to uh, feel more powerful than they are or flex a little bit more and you're an attractive woman. How does that, how does that play out for you? Um, you know, I, it has come up in situations. Um, I, I, 
how I deal with things, I'm pretty much like, you know, if I have to do something to get this job, I'm not going to do it. Like I don't need the fucking job. Like I can figure my shit out. Like I'm pretty, like, I don't know if I'm, it's hard being a woman. It's hard being a woman in Hollywood because people like, if you stand up for yourself a lot of times, then you're, you're too bitchy to work with, you Mm -hmm. know? Um, and so I've had that scenario where I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. Or like, you're crossing boundaries. Like that is unacceptable. And then like, suddenly I'm like, you know, I'm labeled as bitchy, which I, it sucks, you know, and that's, that's Hollywood. Um, right now I'm in a really good place, um, in my career because I think I've, I've kind of gone past that, that stuff. Like no one's going to, I'm 43 years old. Like no one's taking advantage of me. I don't need anyone's job, you know, like I'm cool, but I also have a, you know, I have a great reputation in town. People know me. So, you know, but when I was starting out, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I think it's, it's not um, appropriate to like ask me on a date if we're working together and you're my boss, you know? (laughs) So, but I'm cool. I'm just like, yeah, I'll say that, you know? So I don't know. I mean, is that that Midwest strength? Maybe. Yeah. I mean, I mean, how was it? Like my dad was kind of like, don't take shit from anyone. (laughs) See, (laughs) there you go. I was just, you know, so, so you're, you're, I mean, so you kind of have that, uh, you know, that, that Midwest value of, of being able to, and having the strength and I'm assuming the support from your parents to, to yeah. say what's on your mind and, and, uh, and not compromise. Well, you know, my parents, a funny thing with them, <laughs> um, like I, I'm a good casting director. Like I work, you know, I make a, a great living from my casting and I have done that for years now. Um, and they still don't, like, cause I don't like go to work every day from nine to five. So it's really hard for them to comprehend. And just a few years ago, they're like, Hey, you know, cause there's, there's one gas station in town, but it's like really popular and they make pizza too. Um, and they're like, Hey, so the, the gas station's finally hiring. If you want to get a real job, you can move home. And they make pizza there too. <laughs> it's like, like free, free slice for every Yeah, shift. I'm like, I'm, I'm 40 years old. I own a house in the Hollywood Hills. Like I'm doing okay, guys. Like, it's, Are you doing gas station free pizza? Well, okay. I know. <laughs> it's like, like, I don't want to move home and work at the gas station. Like I'm good. Like, they, and they've been to my house. Like they stay at my house for months at a time. Like they love it here. And I'm like, do you think that I'm, I don't, it's, it's literally just the physical aspect of like, I don't have a, a, place I go to from nine to five. So it's not a real job. I think now, like, especially they've seen like, oh, like, you know, this TV series on TV and my name is on every episode. And they're like, oh, that's my daughter. Like she's doing things now. It's not just a random indie film. you know. <laughs> and it plays at the gas station and people get a free <laughs> slice of pizza if they can pick your picture out exactly. and your name. It's perfect. Exactly. <laughs> no, you know, I, I mean, I've worked freelance and uh, done a variety of different jobs where I, I really never go into an office. Yeah. And my parents, hell, my wife, she'd be like, what, what are you doing? I remember when we were dating and she's like, I don't, I don't know what you do. Like it doesn't, what you do during a day makes no sense at all. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, well, sometimes it does. I mean, I remember I'd met her on a weekend and then it was a Tuesday. And we had just um, just secured funding from Lloyd's of London the day before for an app. And then we were uh, we just got kicked off the iTunes store or got rejected. So Lloyd's of London got a yes from Apple. Lloyd's of London invests and then boom, no longer. 
And so my buddy, my business partner and I were like, oh, nothing we can do today. I mean, it's, it's noon here. It's pretty much, you know, late afternoon, early evening in the UK. Apple's not going to change their mind today. <sighs> well, let's go drink. So yeah. we went and we just, you know, <laughs> 10 in the morning, cocktails. And so I text her, I go, hey, what are you doing? And she's like, working, what are you working. doing? I'm like, Tuesday, fun day, cocktail, cocktail workshopping. Mm-hmm. You don't, that, that's, that, that's not what people do. Like, that's not a real thing. I'm like, it's a very real thing. You should come join us when you get off work. She's like, that's okay, I'm gonna pass. And like, it almost, she almost didn't go on a date with me after that. Cause she's like, who, who, why would I go out with a guy who's drinking at 10 in the morning? I'm like, first yeah, of all. Yeah, I mean, I've done that plenty. Yeah, I live an airport lifestyle. You know, I yeah. don't, I don't put a time on when I, when or when I cannot have a cocktail. I put cocktails around, you know, not having them in front of my kid at nine in the morning, just because <laughs> it seems like a good parent thing to do. I mean, it also depends on how old your kid is because yeah. they might not know it's just secretly. Oh, well, it, holidays. She's yeah. like, do you want some whiskey in your coffee, dad? I'm like, I do. Yes. Go get dad a bottle of whiskey. You know, or, dad, you want some more champagne? I'm like, you know, I do. Yeah, of, course. But, of course, you know, so there are, but you know, that said, it's, I mean, I just get, yeah. No, you know, I, I get it. Like I do brunch any day of the week, you know, yeah. it's drinks. It's, you know, I'm, I'm out with a manager and agent and we need to talk about nothing and we have drinks, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just, you know, she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, this, I got to go to the George Lopez Celebrity Golf Invitational. She's like, that's not work. I'm like, that's 100% work. It is. Like, it's Work is really, like, for freelance, for entertainment, it's all in who you know. It's all relationships. It is. So you got to uh, be out. You got to party. You you do. And it's so crazy. And, and I remember we were, uh, I was talking to, uh, I work for this financial services company. I'm talking to the owner and I was like, hey, we should do this for with the NFL. He goes, Jay, I'm not writing a $500,000 check to use the NFL shield. Like I'm not doing that. I'm not licensing that. I go, we don't have to, I know a guy. And he's like, you, oh, you know, you know, and we ended up sponsoring, you know, four NFL alumni events where we get to use the shield, but they're alumni. And it was five grand for each event. And we helped breast cancer awareness, toys for tots. Like we did the, the food bank. We did all this fun stuff, Yeah. but it was because I knew somebody like, that's the only reason it happened. And, you know, so we, we open up Montana and I'm like, oh, my buddy, Sean Averill owns this company. I used to go to high school with him and he's like the number one ultra high net worth real estate agent in the state of Montana. He's just like, is there a place you don't know someone? Let's find that place. Let's do that. Let's make you work because I'm paying you and you're just texting friends. And I'm like, yeah, I've worked very hard for 30 years so that I could just text friends. Like this is my dream doing this podcast right here. And that, and that is all is my dream. I mean, to, to be able to hang out and have fun and, and chat and meet new people and grow my network even more. I mean, my buddy, Scott, he uh, builds these custom coolers, but they're ammo cans and they they hold a six pack of beer and they've got this magnetic paint and a little bottle opener. So you you pop the bottle and the, the thing sticks to the side and, you know, I didn't know him from Adam. I saw his, I saw a picture of him somewhere and I hunted down, I found him and he was still working his nine to five job. This was not his full-time job yet. And I emailed him. I said, Hey, I want to talk to you about sponsoring my podcast. And he's like, I don't have any money to sponsor a podcast. I'm like, that's not what I want your money. He's like, you don't want my money. I'm like, Nope. I want influence and angles. And he goes, what do you mean? I said, listen, I'm going to put guests on. I'm going to tell you who they are. And if you want to make them one, 
right? And they're influential in something and you want to make them one, yeah. I'll introduce you. They'll, they'll give you their custom design or maybe they just want a plain one and we'll just see. And he's like, oh, okay, sure, whatever, you know, not knowing. And then Jack Carr, who's, you know, getting a devil's, devil's hand. He's got four New York Times bestselling books. Yeah. I get him one. Uh, you know, um, my buddy Shah, who's a rapper down in Atlanta, who's actually really big in, in Europe, got him one. And we're just getting people these things. And, and I'm like, here you go. And here's this person. And here's this NFL player. And here's this. And he's just like, dude, thanks. I go, no, but this is my joy. Like this is connecting people yeah. and having some cocktails and chatting it up. I mean, fucking hell. And you live it, you live it better than I do. Cause you're, you're literally <laughs> doing that. I'm making but it happen. But like, people hire me because of my relationships. So like, that's why I get jobs is yeah. because of my relationships. Well, and that's, that's the way it should be. That's, I've never filled out a job application. Yeah, I have back in the day, but not well, I did, that's anytime true, yeah. recently. <laughs> not anytime recently, right? Because your phone rings, you get that weird yeah. call. You know, uh, yeah. I always, I always like the, uh, I was talking to this uh, group. I'll, always, I'll see some random job. I'm like, oh, that would be fun. And I'll just apply. I'll just hit the, you know, if it's an easy apply on LinkedIn, it's like, just click the oh, button yeah. and it's like, here you yeah. go. And they'll call and be like, uh, you know, interesting resume. Why are you applying? I'm like, I'm bored. <laughs> just like I, you don't want to make our company the best place ever i'm like no i want to make myself the best person i can yeah i want to be a good role model for my kid i want to be a good example for my friends of hard work and dedication uh so it's about me and i'll bring something to the table but i'm about making myself better yeah and it's amazing others like mm, if you would only want to make us better <laughs> <laughs> like and there's your problem you know it's the people and the companies and the networks that work really hard to make themselves better, right? They're mm -hmm. the ones that grow. If you want, if you want to make that gas station better, and you're like, you know what, I can get you guys a different pepperoni, and it's really <laughs> gonna sing. The motherfucker is gonna it's fly amazing. up the shelves. It's amazing. New pepperoni. <laughs> but you know, who knows? You're the pepperoni queen of Iowa all of a sudden because that was oh, your passion. You know, that's definitely something for some Instagram stories. The pepperoni queen of, of Iowa? Yeah. Why not? Do you know there's yeah. one guy that provides all the cheese for Domino's, Papa John's, and Pizza Hut? One uh, guy. Really? He's a billionaire. He started off at a pizzeria shop, and he noticed that they were having a hard time getting mozzarella all the time. <laughs> you know, it's like the 20s. Like, but oh, shortage yeah. of mozzarella this week. And you're like, what the fuck? Who has it? You know, God bless this country now, right? We complain because we're low on toilet paper, 1920s. <laughs> they're like, awful. we don't have food today. And they're like, oh, <laughs> check tomorrow. You know, and they just waddle on back to their, you know, their cabin or wherever the fuck they're at. And so he saw it and he's like, I'm going to start making mozzarella. I'm going to figure it out. So he goes and works at a cheese shop, figures out how to make mozzarella. And then he starts making it and selling it to pizza joints. And he gets pretty popular and his mozzarella is really good. And then his mozzarella is not only good, like fresh, but it, you can freeze it and still use it. Yeah, it's brilliant. Brilliant. And all of a sudden he's like, here we go. Boom, boom, boom. And he's got all of this shit. And it's just absolutely. And now, I mean, the three largest pizza companies on planet earth are getting his, you know, are using him. And he's just, that's the guy. That's the guy. That's awesome. I mean, right. that's, that's how you have to be. Like you have to figure out how to be the guy. Like, yeah, maybe I would be the pepperoni queen of Iowa if, <laughs> and if three surrounding taken, states, you know, <laughs> yeah, if you would have taken a different direction, but it's also because you have an innate ability to network. Right. And yeah, 
I think there's jobs and, and categories for everyone. And I don't know that people, you know, outside of people like you and I feel as comfortable walking into a room, not knowing anyone and being like, well, I'm going to know five people when I leave. Oh yeah, totally. I do that all day long. Yeah. And, and, and I know, I mean, I was telling a buddy of mine this the other day, you know, I grew up, my parents, I'd get in trouble if I didn't have friends over because I would just <laughs> sit by myself and just play with cars and, you know, just be by myself. Yeah. And they were concerned. And now I'm this extrovert running around trying to make friends, but still you put me in uh, a bar in a, in a town, I will find friends, but I'm also the wallflower that sits at the end of the bar. Well, I think, cause I think you have to watch and listen and learn mm -hmm. before you can make a move. You yeah, got to take at least every time you walk in a room, you take the five minutes. Who's, who's like, who do you want to meet? First of all, yeah. who's, you know, around the room doing the thing that you're looking for. You know, who's um, as a woman, it's interesting to do that. You know, we were talking about that before because it's harder and easier for me to walk up to a group of guys. But if I walk up to a group of guys, like it, it, there's a very thin line of, you know, going too much one way or too much another way. Like it, I can't be too flirty, yep. but I can't be too serious. Like it's a very thin line as as a woman to go meet men anywhere um like in a business type setting or in a setting like a bar where you're trying to make a business type setting that kind of thing so it's it's an interesting dynamic and then you know so it's good to watch listen and learn for at least a few minutes before you approach anyone anywhere oh yeah no and i can't imagine how much more difficult it is for you because there's there's always that one guy and by that one guy i mean in, in the groups of guys mm -hmm. oh bro she likes me hey hey guys guys yeah. guys guys just to let you know, I'll be the one asking her out. Okay. So just calm down. Every time. Every time. Every time. And no one, I don't understand where their brain isn't like, oh, she's here for business. Like I am here for business. Yeah. Right. Well, and, and I'm, I'm single now and I'm, I'm very like, if you look on my Instagram or whatever, I'm openly single and I'm, you know, there's a lot of bikini shots. And I mean, I just happen to be in a lot of pools, to be honest. Um, <laughs> I really do. Like. There's some dead Love rats her. laying around me, but that's the cat. It's not me. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I do like, I mean, they're, my photos aren't, um, you know, I, I really don't care to, to make them serious and businessy. Um, I obviously promote my, my work, but I also just, this is my everyday life and I don't, um, I don't try and you know, make it anything that it's not, you know, I mean, sure. well, everything on Instagram is fake to a point you know to a degree <laughs> like, right it's it's it's, it's the right I, angle the right time the right fun right, the right like i am at the pool but i also just inhaled a burger so right before i inhaled that burger i sucked my stomach in and took a hot photo and posted it on instagram and now i'm like you know i've got ketchup on my face and my friends are laughing at me so there's always it. a fake part of instagram <laughs> There is. It's like, it's like the fake part of, I, I, I like an Instagram to like the fake part of Chateau Marmont, right? You have yeah. the restaurant up there where it's all fake and everyone's, you're having a conversation, but everyone's doing this looking yeah. around as they're talking to you. But you go down to the pool where, you know, Jerry still used to swim every morning and you sit down there and have breakfast and anyone who talks to you is only doing it because they want to talk to you yeah, and nothing else. Yeah. Right. And it's, and that's like, that's the reality. And here we are hidden amongst the trees with a couple of bungalows. And then that's the shit show up there. Yeah. And 
I mean, I used to, when Jerry was alive, I stayed at Chateau Marmont a couple of times and I would go down by the pool and he would be swimming laps in that weird pool. It was such a weird thing to watch it because it's not that big. And it's just, it's just a weird looking pool to swim in. And he would kind of swim around in circles a little bit and do his thing and have his fruit bowl. And he'd say hi to everybody. No one would bother him. Like no one's like, I got a picture. You know, he was just hanging out. But I mean, I was up in the restaurant area and I'm at the bar because the restaurant's full and I don't know who's next to me. I don't care. I'm just trying to get a cocktail. I just want a beer. <laughs> We're just messing around and this person, you know, finally I, this one person's waiting next to me and I was like, oh, I'm getting a beer. Do you want anything? And she's like, I've been cut off. And it was a famous actress. And I was like, <laughs> yes, you have been cut off. That's uh, okay. You're not getting, not on my tab. You're all good. Don't worry about it, you know? But it's, it was just a shit show. And she's like, well, who are you? What did you do? I'm like, I'm literally nobody. And she goes, okay, bye. And just walked away. It wasn't like, you know, it, but that was the, the harsh reality that I learned the first time I was up in Hollywood that if you're not gonna move that person's, you know, agenda forward, they kind of don't want to fucking hang out with you. Yeah. Or the person that's made it or is successful like yourself who wants to, you know, it's like, oh, let's network, let's navigate, let's see these waters. Who do you know? What's going on? I mean. You know, I had some friends like that when I used to be in with the yachts and they'd be like, can we borrow a yacht? Can we do this? I'm like, I'm taking a 85 footer out in two weeks to do a photo shoot. Bring some of your actors on, come do a photo shoot with us. Like, oh shit, that would have cost us. I'm like, yeah, but you're going to put our company name with the photos. Yeah. Free. Smart. Smart. That's what you have to do. Yeah. You got to do it. You got to run around and have some fun. Now that, um, you know, obviously, you know, you, you enjoy, uh, enjoy you know the uh the world of of a you know a little bit of peace and quiet a little tranquility to yourself i do you know which is nice uh but you know do you travel do you want you know prior to I COVID, travel a lot okay yeah We're, talk I mean, to me about some of your favorite so much spots during covid but a lot yeah but before covid where were some of your favorite spots you like to hit up oh southeast asia for sure um Ooh, okay. cambodia yeah Thailand. Ooh, what part of Thailand? Vietnam. I love Thailand. What part of Thailand? I love, you know, I love Bangkok. I do. Like, really? it's so, yeah. Like, okay. not for a very long time because I need mm -hmm. like not city stuff, but it's like just the coolest city. Like, there's so much going on. It's like everywhere you look, something different is happening. And there's a lot of good shopping. <laughs> And you can like, you can get a massage. You can, you can get like three people massaging you for an hour for like $4. Like, it's, yeah, no, it's, it's the best. Thailand's awesome. We, so my wife and I flew into Bangkok, hung out for like three, three days and then went up to Chiang Mai. Chiang Mai is my, my jam. That's, I haven't been to Chiang Mai and I don't know why. Cause I've been to Thailand a few times and like, I'm going to go soon as soon as we can travel again. But. Sure. I, I cannot recommend Chiang Mai enough. One, that's their great shopping spot. Yeah. They have the, that outdoor market up there, which everyone loves, which is also part of a mall. And they've got great food. The elephant camps where they're rehabilitating elephants is gorgeous. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. I, I loved it up there. And then we, um, we went down to Koh Samui to the islands. Went to Koh Samui. Oh, I've been, I love Koh Samui. Yeah. I went down there too. Koh Samui is awesome. We had, I saw one and I never followed up on it. I kicked myself in the butt for this, but uh, the wife and I were, were leaving uh, Koh Samui. And we're waiting for the van to come up and get us. And in the meantime, another van has come and dropped a couple off, a brand new married couple. Oh. She's beaming and happy and he's beaming and happy. And then you notice something a little off. And he's walking with a severe limp because 
he has, uh, I think it's cerebral palsy where half of his body doesn't work very well. Oh, uh, yeah. Very limited movement, um, atrophied leg and arm. And this is where it gets dicey. This is where I wish I would have followed up because she goes, honey, honey, look, they rent scooters here. We should rent one. Oh. And he's like, okay. And she goes, yeah, let's drive around the island. Here, you try it. And so he tried to get on the scooter and of course it fell. And the ladies who's trying to, because she's trying to make some money. She's like, we'll get you on the scooter. Don't you worry. Like we're going to figure this out. finally get him on the scooter where he can balance and then he guns it runs over the sign to the hotel erects again and she's like you're doing so great i know we can get this done and i'm like he's not doing great (laughs) these are busy streets he's gonna die my wife's like i'm like no i don't want a person to die and so finally they get him back up again they drive he drives down one way but then he's got to turn around but the turn is to his left where his atrophied side is falls over again doesn't that hurt to keep falling? It's, yeah, it's got to hurt. But also it's like, hey, lady, what are you doing? How rich is this guy? That you're just like, let's knock him off as quickly as possible. Oh, yeah, there's that. <laughs> there's that, like, why aren't you riding the scooter? How come he's not just wrapped around you? Or I could just rent a car. You just get a car service. The car service is $5 more a day. Oh, That's yeah, it it's so cheap. Just get the car service. I mean, the wife and I got scooters, but we were just playing around having fun. And guess yeah. what? We're both physically capable to handle them. Homeboy was not, not a knock on him. He just wasn't. And she's just yeah. encouraging it the whole live long day. I'm like, I got to Google whether some motherfucker is going to die here in a couple I mean, of days. Maybe he, maybe he got it. I hope so. Or maybe she got it. I don't know. Or just hang out at the ocean, man. We, we hung out at that, I mean, the ocean, of course, around there. It's so gorgeous. Yeah. It's and beautiful. The, and the Costa movie, I mean, the people there are so nice. You know, it was just, hey, folks, not, you know, um, what is it, Yampu, the, the travel company, they, they do some high-end travel uh, excursions to Thailand as well. I was talking to the CEO and she was just like, yeah, dude, got to check out the other islands. Like there's smaller private islands that are really, really oh, nice. Oh yeah, I went to, a, um, what's that little party island? Oh yeah, there's the... You can like go overnight and just get really drunk. Get really drunk. They they sell the mushroom shakes. Yeah, what's yes. that? I went there. I cannot think of the name. I of can't it. think of the name either. But that's a that's a fun spot. Yeah. So I hear. We just went to those three spots. Uh, Bangkok was my least favorite because of the busyness. It was just there's. Yeah. Well, I so think much. because I went to Bangkok after I had already just like done Kosmui. Like we were doing like all these little places. And then I was like, oh, wow, like city. Like it was kind of nuts, yeah. you know, to, to be shocked into that. Um, I loved Vietnam and Cambodia. Really? What, what is it about those that you liked? Because I've, I've heard if you like Thailand, you're going to love Vietnam and Cambodia. Well, Cambodia, like the people, because um, well, I was at Angkor Wat um, for Cambodia and the people were just so cool, just nice, like happy friendly people everywhere I went like people would be like hi like just wave like like just so nice you know and um I hired a guide to take me um to all the the Angkor Wat you know um all through there and he was the coolest dude and then you know I wanted to eat and I was like hey like take me where you would eat like I don't want to eat like tourist place you know I don't want to go to a tourist place I love Applebee's but it's another grandma's what I mean, to his family's house. 
And so oh, I ate with his awesome. family and it was the coolest thing ever. And it was like the best food of my life. Like, I don't even know what it was that I ate, but it was awesome. I was on a little farm somewhere. <laughs> he's like, oh, I go to my grandmother's. You're like, a hundred percent. Let's go. Grandma yeah. Cooking? He's like, oh, this is, you know, should make us some food. I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'm down. Like, let's try that. You know, that is um, so cool. But I, and I felt really safe, like in that part of Cambodia, um, you know, it was really awesome. And you know, I liked, um, but I did go to um, Phnom Penh um, was the only place I felt unsafe because um, I almost that? got robbed. Oh, shit. Yeah. Um, other than that, like all through Southeast Asia, like I've been fine, but it was my own fault. I was literally standing on a street corner, holding my phone out into the street, taking photos <laughs> like my iPhone. And so mm -hmm. somebody just like came by on a scooter and tried to grab it. But um, I didn't let my phone go. I'm like, take the purse. Like, <laughs> you cannot take my phone. Like I need yeah. my phone. So, so yeah, like other than that, like Southeast Asia, it just feels safe to me whenever I go. That's like kind of, I think that's why it's one of my favorite places. It's, it's beautiful. And I agree with you. It is very safe. I was in a, the Department of Commerce sent uh, my old business partner and I down to Brazil for some work. Not safe. Yeah. Like Brazil is just not a safe yeah. area. Yeah. Especially like alone or something. Yeah. And it was just him and I, and we're down there and we're doing work and we're, you know, but still it was just, there was just, it, there's something, I mean, even just driving around, like we had a driver, really nice guy and we'd go to, near a tunnel and he would just floor it. Oh yeah. I'm like, what yeah. is going on? He goes, oh, well the kids come down on the other side of the tunnel and they stand in front of the cars and the cars stop because you don't want to run over a kid. Right. And then, the burglars come through and then they rob you as the kids stand in a line so you don't run them over. So right. if you speed up to go through when the kid tries to run down, they're going to inherently like, well, that car's going too fast. I'll wait yeah. for the next one to start slowing that's, traffic That's down. interesting. It was just, and then we went, uh, we, we had a golf caddy and we, we go, we see him and someone said, hey, we should hang out tonight. And he goes, come to my house. And he lives up in the Bavelas, up in the hills. But he's a third owner so he's the third height up so we walk through two other people's homes to get to his and he's <laughs> right. like you guys look thirsty want some water and i'm like mm, no 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 tap water for jay you got a cold <laughs> beer and a bottle I'm, I'm in you know i brought some beers but we yeah. go we go to the bottom and it's just burning dumpsters and melted trash blocking the roads so you so cops can't get up there and there's three oh, scooters wow. and we each get on one and he tells him something in portuguese and we all take off in different directions i'm like oh this is where i die and yeah. we get up to his house and we all meet up there and then we're hanging out and I go, you know what, let's go. I'd like to take the family. Let's go get some acai. I'll buy everyone acai. Yeah. So you get fresh blended acai with fresh roasted granola on top. So good. And we're hanging out at this little bodega shop kind of place. And these kids are just staring at me and this van drives by. It's got no doors on it. Guys are hanging out with guns. And I'm like, this is just not my environment. Kids are just looking at me, looking at me. And I decide to show them a magic trick. And they point and they go, white witch, white witch. Yeah. And yeah, I, they don't like that as much over there. It's not it's the very same. Cool. We had to run out of that area without getting caught. Yeah. Yeah. That's, you gotta be careful in other countries with stuff like that. Yeah. I was just, I was like, oh, I'm entertaining kids. No, no, you're not. Not at all. Not in any way. They're, they're terrified now. Big ginger. Irish ginger, the 6'3", 220 pound Irish gingers doing magic tricks. They're like, you, you, sir, 
get out of here. All right. The sun hates you. You're just red. You're just red in all the spots. Yeah. Do you um question for you as you yeah. love this movie so much? I love this movie. The gentleman, <laughs> the older brother, Captain Sunglasses, the handsome, I would argue the most handsome person in this film. Whatever Jason, happened to him? Jason Patrick? Yeah. He's still working. He's still uh he's still acting. He is? Mm-hmm. For him. Does yeah, that. he's um gorgeous gorgeous. gorgeous. you know it's funny i actually was looking at him for a film not that long ago um i guess it was a while back now um i think i made an offer it didn't work out but i was just like oh i just want to work with him so bad because i mean you know it really is my favorite movie and and i love jason patrick like i think he's so yeah jason if you're listening i i want to work with you and have drinks with you and (laughs) <laughs> and she's single jason i don't know if you're single and i'm single jason uh yeah my tastes have changed i would definitely um i definitely think jason patrick is i'm more into him than the two Corys at this point but also because they're like 12 in this film and i'm i'm no longer 12 so <laughs> <you know. laughs> makes sense yeah yeah or your kefir you know i would go for kefir for sure kefir has got a, a really interesting bad boy look you know, he and- does. Well, especially in this film. God, he he was just so attractive in this film. He was such through- a great bad guy. He's such a great vampire. Yeah, I mean, he went through a couple of movies where oh, here comes we're getting to a good scene here. I, I love the the Corys and they 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 got the vampires hot, you know, upside down and oh uh, yeah, going Come on. And stab him. Yep, just get it going. And they really have no idea what they're doing. The Frog no. Brothers, they think they do, but they don't. This is, you know, the, 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 this is entrepreneurs at a run, right? We got this. We'll get this <laughs> done. Don't you worry about a thing. Yeah, this was their business, killing vampires. How do you, when, you know, um, how do you decide what projects to work on? Are, are you with an agency or uh, how, how does that work? Because, you know, I imagine, especially during COVID, right? Everyone was either A, trying to wrap up their projects and push them out as quickly as possible, knowing people were stuck at home or B, trying to get projects done in some way as quickly as possible to keep up with the demand of entertainment as it was getting yeah. gobbled up at an, at an exorbitant rate. Yeah, um, I I choose my projects by, I mean, it's funny, most of the projects that come to me now, it's all word of mouth or it's people that I've worked with before. Um, so, I mean, usually I just kind of choose like if it's a cool person that I, I I'm vibing with that I want to mm-hmm. work with. And then um, also, you know, I'll, I'll, obviously I'll read the script or I'll see what it is, um, you know, and then other things are like commercials or whatever, which are kind of commercials are quick and easy and fun. So it just it depends. I but I also still work with um, students like film students sometimes, um, you know, which doesn't really pay me anything but when I first started out in trying to be a casting director and go from unscripted to scripted I would go to the film students and be like hey will you guys hire me and they pay me like a hundred dollars to cast their little film or whatever sorry to cast their film or whatever and um so after so that after they started graduating they would continue to hire me as they moved up the line. So that's how I moved up the line. So I still go back and I still work with film students and like tiny little indie films because 
yeah, you're, this one might not have any money to it and it, it might, you know, be your first thing, but what about the next one and the next one? They're going to come back and continue to hire me because I'm doing a great job. Mm-hmm. So I don't mind taking a, a super low paying gig like that. Um, you know, more because then it, everyone can continue to grow. Giving back a little bit, taking your expertise yeah. and giving back to the kids. Well, yeah, but I mean, also on a, a selfish level, you know, I believe that after they graduate or like their next film is probably going to be bigger. Why wouldn't they hire me again? So, sure. you know, it, it's all, it all just keeps coming around. I like it. That's a, that's a beautiful philosophy on, uh, on not only being able to help someone else, you know, help, help someone out, but also, uh, you know, grow your network to your, to your previous point of being able to work with people yeah. and understand them and see their needs. Is there a, is there a genre you don't like working in? Like you don't like horror, you don't like casting for dramas. Is there one? No, I like it all. I love horror for okay. sure. Um, I love watching it. I love casting it. It's fun. Casting a horror film is really fun because especially like kind of like a, a shitty horror film, like that doesn't, <laughs> you know, like- Zombievers. I, I love Zombievers. That's one of my favorite movies. Hey, isn't it? I mean, I tell you, I, I, make, I say that joking. Brilliant. I thought it was a- f- fucking hilarious film oh brilliant felt like really zombie beaver like what like brilliant pure yeah. brilliance i actually went to the premiere of that film what yeah oh, see i'm a little jealous randomly yeah i i love that film beyond <laughs> such a good film um no like i i love it though doing shitty horror films because sometimes I can, that's where I usually pull the most favors, like from my actor friends. I'll be like, so I don't have like any money <laughs> for this film and it's really shitty, but I'll kill you like literally five times because you come back from the dead and it's going to be so great. And nine out of 10 times people are like, ah, fuck it. I'll do a shitty horror film. <laughs> and then you can get like actors that you wouldn't probably normally get, you know, like for this shitty horror film. Like, I think I'm pretty good at that for some reason. I love it. That's awesome. How is it that uh, in the age of information and access, right, and relationships and making phone calls and things happening quickly, how has Bill Murray done what he's done? He doesn't have an agent. He has an answering service, not even a phone. Yeah. How does, how does I mean, it's not, no offense to Bill Murray, not that he listens, but you know, he's, Maybe. he's not Charlton Heston, you know, he's not, uh, you know, he's, he's not Paul Newman. He's, he's not known as one of the greats. Um, you know, I think it's smart. I think it's, it's out of the box. Mm-hmm. I do think that he's actually listening to the answering service. And I think that he picks, um, things to do from there. And I think it's kind of cool because it opens it up to him doing what he wants to do Mm -hmm. because I know I I've made, you know, maybe kind of crappy offers to agents for an actor that I probably can't get. And I know that, but I'm, I still am doing my job that the director is telling me or the producers are like, Hey, we're going to make this offer, whatever. Um, and I, I know that the agent manager probably never mentioned it to the actor or they'll, they'll mention, they'll say, Hey, this, this offer came in for this much money. They're not going to even say what it is, Sure. which I get it. That's their job. Totally get it. And the actor's like, I don't want to do anything for less than this rate. Cool. Get it. But what Bill Murray's done is that opens it up to like actually finding 
what he wants to do. Like, oh, this film actually sounds cool. They have zero dollars. I'm going to do it, you know, or he can still do like the the big studio shit if he wants. You know, mm-hmm. I, I just think it opens it up to a different level. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I'm just I'm amazed at his success and being able to do it and being somewhat aloof and ambiguous and at the same time looking like he's completely accessible. I mean, he yeah. comes in here to Austin. There's a place I used to record this podcast out of called Dive Bar. And that's where he'd go get a drink sometimes. He'd just go in there and sit down and no one would bother him. And he'd just hang out, you know, and do his thing and then go back down to the chive or go meet John at, you know, the, the West Coast uh, or this, you know, the, the West Side uh, chive house. But he was just that guy who just, you know, and it, yeah. it blows my mind because I think there's other people that try to be that. And maybe it's just not genuine to who they are. It's not their true north of, of, of their calling of giving back and, and just being that person that all of a sudden they're next to you. It's like, oh shit, it's like a ghost. It's like, oh, Bill's here. <laughs> it's crazy. And his popularity yeah. is oddly enough only grown, whereas good, bad, or indifferent, right? You look at someone who came up with him, Chevy Chase, who is now damn near ostracized. I mean, talk yeah. about someone that no. I say this in glee. I get some grief when I say this, but I say this in jest, folks. Don't get too upset. <laughs> There's one person who probably shouldn't have quit drugs. He was a lot nicer on drugs. <laughs> no comment. No comment. <laughs> so accurate. No comment. Don't I have do no drugs. comment. Don't do drugs, kids. Don't. Don't do drugs. Don't do drugs. Stay away from those nasty things. Right. You know, but yeah. That reminds me of a date I went on not that long ago. <laughs> drugs at the date he's like do you don't mind if i do a bump do you You're like mm-hmm. no really that's i I, I met this guy i met this guy for um like happy hour drinks it, it wasn't even it was like four o'clock because i had dinner with my girlfriends later so i was like yeah i'll meet you for like a drink whatever and i get there and he's a little excitable <laughs> and i just thought maybe he's not ner- like i get nervous well i don't really anymore get nervous about dates but um, maybe if I went out with Jason Patrick, I'm just saying, I think he's oh. married. I should stop saying that. I have no idea. Um, but anyway, the, the guy, he was like, he's like, Hey, um, like I just sat down. I didn't even order my drink yet. He goes, Hey, like we get drinks, but do you want to go do a bump in the bathroom? And I was like, a what, what, what did oh, you just ask me? And he was you like, yeah, like, like we could just bathroom? go in the bathroom. It's like, uh, you know, unisex bathrooms. I was like, no, but you should go. And then when he did, I left. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and he really did. He's like, oh, I totally get it. And I, and then he he went into the bathrooms. I just like left as soon as I like I ran. <laughs> yeah, I would too. People, I was like, who are you? <laughs> like, who does that? Is that a normal thing? Like, am I? Did I miss something? <laughs> That's. I mean, listen. I, kudos for staying true to yourself, sir. I'm glad you just came with true colors. You're not like, you know what? I hate yeah. drugs. <laughs> No, it's so good. He was just raising the red flag, like up front. I appreciate yeah. that so much. You know, there's someone really who's just like, I love booger sugar. We should do this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. You know, I don't know. You know, maybe, maybe that gets him the ladies. I'm not sure. It, yeah. I just, you know, I, you never want to do a drug where one of the options to get high again is selling your kneecaps. Right. I mean, yeah. these, are the, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> these are the things that you want to avoid folks. Well, you know, what's funny it, like, it, I know it's LA and, and everything. I don't even smoke weed. Like I, I've tried, it doesn't work for me. Like, I don't, I know people say that. I know there's like a bazillion different kinds and I could probably try every kind and find something that I'm like, Ooh, I like getting high, but that just seems like it would take so much energy. So like try all the different weeds. Yeah. Why? I mean, if you don't, if it doesn't work for you, 
then yeah. I, mean, I like uh, I like edibles a little bit, but you know, I uh, I do them like at home at night when I'm by myself. Yeah, probably not out. like on a date. No, no. You know, although I'm, I've had I've gone on dates where guys are just smoking a, a joint. Like, I'm like okay. Because I think that's the kind of thing you want to talk to the person about. Because everyone's different about drugs and alcohol. I mean, I was talking to a buddy of mine. We did, uh, I, I do no research for this podcast, right? I reach out to people. I'm like, hey, would you like to chat? I think it's going to be fun. I'm, I'm not going to waste your time. And guess what? You know, we get some good listeners. So it might do something. Who knows? But let's just have some fun and we'll be friends. And I'm talking to this, this guy, Sean, uh, who runs a barbecue spot in San Diego. And I was like, there's no good barbecue in California. He goes, oh, my pit master's from Texas. And we have a mutual <laughs> friend in common. So we're chatting and we're talking over swingers. And I am just, I mean, I am just talking it up about partying and what I, and, and I don't party crazy anymore, but I used to be a little bit, a, a little bit crazy and go out and have some fun. Sure. Lace up the shoes a little too tight sometimes. <laughs> and here he is. He's like, oh yeah, I don't do drink or do drugs anymore. And I'm just like, uh, next subject you know it's just kind of like yeah but on a date I mean that's a conversation now Sean and I are friends and we chat and stuff but on a date like you got to be a little bit aware about some of this shit that's going on yeah and think well, oh maybe I don't just bring out the cocaine on the first date or the second yeah. for that matter or no I think no I'm so glad he did on the first date before I even ordered my drink because otherwise I would have had to finish my drink and like sit there and try and talk to him like I was over it like I'm like oh all right bye I mean he didn't actually say bye I just left like it was really shitty of me to do but no it wasn't also, like dating is weird because like I don't really know what I want either like am I trying to get married like maybe am I trying to have a kid like I'm 43 so I don't know I mean also I like living by myself I don't really you know, like I've, I've just been like, I, the whole quarantine, like being single, um, you know, was awesome. Well, just, why don't you just date then? Like just date to date. I know, but just I'm not fun. really, yeah. Meet people, then network, I have to, like, It's just weird. <laughs> Dating's yeah. a weird thing. It's kind of, yeah. Well, and you then every time, every date, they're like, America. what are you looking for? I'm like, yeah. I don't know, happiness. you know what what i'm looking for i'm looking for this to end right now because i don't like that question usually usually that's what i'm looking for on a date (laughs) i just had such odd dates well and then you know i went like one of the only people that i went on more than one date with actually proposed um to me because he needs his green card so that was interesting you're like so it's not for love. It's not well, that I don't like you. It's that right. I really like this country. <laughs> right. Well, and he's he's very very good looking, and he's he's younger, like a lot younger than me. What's a lot? So I was like, Jamie? why do you want to marry me? And uh, and yeah, that was that was why. But he said, you know, that I'm nice. <laughs> So that didn't work out. That was like I'm shocked. Yeah, I just, yeah. I mean, you, you'd think that'd be the Match.com commercial. You know, meet on Match. Right. What do you want to do? I want to become a citizen. Funny, I want to make you a citizen. Let's get yeah. married. I mean, if I was like, I mean, it crossed my like. I thought about it for a minute. I did because I I have never been married, so I thought that would be such a fun party. Um, Call your CPA. What are my tax advantages? Like, right. <laughs> no. And there are there. I mean, there. Yeah. No. But I was like, ooh, like the party I could have 
for that. Like I would invite everybody. He and he's. I mean, when I say that, he's he's a very good looking guy. <laughs> um, like there's just like muscles and tattoos everywhere, which is like, it's wow. Um, so I was like thinking about the photos we'd take, and you know, but then I was like, oh, but actually, like that's a actual marriage thing, so probably not. <laughs> I probably shouldn't do it. Paperwork involved and the government. Yeah. And- yeah. I mean. Yeah, I just can't. So it makes sense. Still, I'm still out there. I'm still out there on the scene. <laughs> I like it. Well, you know, I mean, you're uh, you're in an interesting spot for it. Obviously, you know, uh, the Des Moines gas station is getting more traffic than LA right now. But <laughs> I know it's kind of empty out here. But I, th- you know, I think that's okay. You know, it's 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 good though that you know. I mean, the self awareness is 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 crucial. Just you know, for who you are as a person. You know, it's just. Yeah. Well, I think I'm at such like a, a good spot to be single, to be honest. I mean, I, I'm definitely trying to date, but like, I, you know, I can pay for my own everything. Mm-hmm. Perfect. <laughs> I, I mean, the I have friends dad, who are like, drop hints. Are they just like, so? No, I think they're happy. Well, they didn't like my ex. Like from day one, they were just like, please leave that guy. And I, I wish I would have listened, but I, I accidentally spent six years in, in that hell. Um, <laughs> It, I'm t- it was hell. Oh, Jesus. Um, but now that I'm single, I think they're just happy for me because I'm I'm so much happier, um, you know, and being alone for quarantine, I got to know myself better again. And, you know, now I get to hang out with my friends and like I'm planning like all the we go on girls trips and we, you know, I get to do whatever I want, which is I guess the best thing. <laughs> you should always be able to get to do whatever you want. I tell my no, wife all the time. No, I agree, like, but just like coming out of this horrific relationship that yeah. I was in, like, you know, my friends are like, oh my God, you're back after six years. Like, let's go hang out, you know? Perfect. I like that. Well, you know, it's it's good that you got good friends that stuck around. It's good that- Yeah, uh, surprisingly, they stuck around. I probably wouldn't have. <laughs> you're like, well, that- I left with the dogs a long time ago, but you ladies. No, they, they all hated my ex so much that they wouldn't like, they wouldn't come to my house. Nothing. That's how bad of a person my ex was. I hope he yeah. hears, I don't, I don't hope he hears. <laughs> no, he did. You know, listen, he doesn't need to hear this because then he's going to call and ask to be on the show and I'm going to tell him no, <laughs> but I'm going to send that message to you and be like, look at this wackadoodle. I know, no, no. I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. Like I've dated other guys that, um, you know, we're just all around good guys that didn't work out. But, you know, the last guy I dated was just not a good person. <laughs> I'm trying it's, to say something nice and it's not working. No, you don't have to say anything nice because you're not also, you're not, you're not being mean as well. I mean, just being honest. Hey. It, yeah, it, no, he's just, he's just a bad person overall. Um, yeah. It's unfortunate. Like that he is. <laughs> it's unfortunate. And I'm an, I am such a great person. <laughs> oh no. Uh, I think I dug a hole there, but you did not dig a hole. You're fine. You did not dig a hole. I think okay. the, uh, the interesting part is, you know, in this is that the, the, the exploration is that you're still giving it a chance. I mean, I think a lot of people would have after a six year bad relationship has been like, you know, fuck this horse and the town it is trying to take me into. Yeah. I'm out yeah, of here. I mean, I took a year off though, like really fully took a year off. Like did you, did you now what does take a year off mean? to you versus what I think the definition is in my head. Cause I'll, I'll define the definition. I want to see how accurate this is. Okay. Okay. So we 
thankfully, good God, broke up um, Valentine's Day of 2020. Oh, Wait. right before COVID. Yeah, right before COVID. Okay, so yeah, Valentine's Day of 2020. Um, so I didn't like leave my house. Well, because then quarantine happened. Um, so I didn't really leave my house or even talk to any guys um, for about a year. Wow. Just like recently, I mean, I, I taught, there was like maybe two guys that I talked to, um, like texting or whatever, um, but didn't really see like through, through that time a little bit, um, which I would love to see. Um, but I don't think it's, I don't, it's so weird. Like the whole dating thing is so weird. Like, like this one guy, like, I just like, my, and my friends are like, come on, how do you not see the red flags? I'm like, yeah, but he's so cute with all his tattoos. Um, <laughs> yeah, I really didn't talk to anybody. Um, I got hit on a lot, like on Instagram or whatever. And I was like, oh, I'm just not, you know, interested because I'm not interested in, in most people. <laughs> I'm just not, I'm very, I'm very set. Like I have a very specific thing that I look for, like mm -hmm. going for, um, Mostly it's just like tattoos. So I'm, it's not like anything deep. It's just, I like tattoos a lot. Um, now what kind of I, tattoos? So we're talking like men with a nice lower back tattoo. <laughs> no, I'm, I, I like, Bible I love bands. knuckle, like knuckle tattoos, neck tattoos. Um, oh, you uh, like, like full, hardcore. like fully covered. I like just, I just have a thing. <laughs> Look, I have a thing and it's tattoos where I can see them where other people are like, why would you do that? And you're like, yes. Well, and I don't have any tattoos at all. Oh, none. None. No. So it's a, like, I just, I love it. I just love, I love the whole tattoo thing. So you're kind of like vicariously living your tattoo life through them. Yeah. I mean, I, I always think like, should I get a tattoo? But I'm very, I'm a very all or nothing person. And so if I got one, I'd be like, oh, look, I have all my own neck tattoos. I, I don't feel like that's really going to be my look especially now i'm i mean starting at my age like, i'm just gonna cover my body in tattoos it's gonna get um, it done <laughs> also skin is like a weird thing i know my friends always make fun of me when i say that but when it's just like all, all like the blank skin it kind of freaks me out hmm interesting it's weird yeah is there it's, an area where there's a tattoo where you're just like no go like here's what i think no I've seen i like it tattoos. anywhere uh, face tattoos are cool too I've seen the tattoo. There is a guy at, I was with a couple of my friends and there was a dude at the uh, Barton Springs water pool here. And he had on some Speedos and he had the six shooters pointing down to his groin. Nice. <laughs> and I was like, well, he has herpes. I mean, that was the first thing I thought. I'm like, if you have tattoos around your dick, you have herpes. This is just, it's a blanket statement. It's not true necessarily, but it is 100% scientifically proven that if you put tattoos in your groin, you have herpes. And that's just what I think. And I'm just like, oh, it's just like the the girl who has the faded Winnie the Pooh lower the back, lower oh, wow. back tattoo. Yeah. Old school. Like, yeah, let's get that covered up with anything besides <laughs> Winnie the Pooh, because you're 40 and the, you know, and only your kid likes it. And kid's like, show yeah. me Winnie the Pooh. And you're like, here it is. <laughs> you know, yeah. stop. So there, I mean, but I have tattoos. I love my I actually hosted an international tattoo competition and gave Shut away. Shut up. I, I need to go to that. Where when where <laughs> I'm this flustered. Is, so this is 20. So you like this This is 21 years ago. Oh no. I worked for a company called Black Star Beer. And 
they were giving away a Harley for the person who had the largest logo of their, uh, of their a tattoo of their logo on their body. Oh, wow. And so I took a year uh, from, of work and I drove around the US with a Ford F-250 towing a brand new Harley Davidson. So I'd cruise around and I'd go to all these tattoo shows. I'd go to bars. I had temporary tattoos. I'd put them on people. And then on Valentine's Day, all the people who got these permanent tattoos had to show up. And uh, one gentleman was calling a lot, saying, are you polishing my bike? I'm going to come get my bike. It's mine. And his name was uh, uh, Kenny Marvin, Federal Way, Washington. And then another gentleman just kind of popped up out of the blue. He goes, I can't wait to get my bike. And they happened to fall into first and second place, oddly enough. And first place was Kenny. And Kenny got a 54-inch tattoo that was proportional that covered his whole body and was bright red, the same color as our logo. Oh, my God. More importantly, Kenny was given this tattoo by his tattoo artist, who was a three-foot-tall little person with a one-foot-tall green mohawk and piercings down his nose and through to his chin and his name. And in case you didn't, in case you forgot his name at any time, he also had it tattooed on his forearms and his forehead. Nice. His name was Satan. Oh. Right? That works. So... He was, he was right there and having fun and enjoying life. Good old Satan. I love it. Love it, right? And then second place was a gentleman who got his tattoo uh, at a wonderful little spot called Prison. And his name oh, was nice. Chainsaw. And that was not his God-given name. That was his prison name. We didn't have second place. So Kenny got the tattoo. And... Um, we got, well, whew, we got Chainsaw. Right. And Chainsaw tried to kill me. Really? Yep. He wow. sure did. And it was not good. Not good at all. Wow. Yeah, I try not to date people that have been in prison. That's a good I'm call. I'm not fully against it, though. I mean, it depends what you've been in prison for. It's a good call not to uh, not to date people that are that overall. Are I'd rather overall. not. No, I, I like to date successful men because I feel like I'm successful and I need somebody on the level. But so it's hard. It's actually really hard to find somebody covered in tattoos that's very successful. Sometimes. I can see that. Yeah. Or they're like taken. <laughs> taken muscles tattoo. That's your that's your sweet spot right there. Muscles and tattoos. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Because like. My, when I've dated in the past, I didn't get like the muscles or the tattoos. So now I'm like, like, I just, I don't want some weird chubby dude again, you know? <laughs> Dad bod is Shrek is not for you. I get that. <laughs> so, so it's funny, you know, and I want I want to wrap up with this. This is interesting, right? I mean, here you are, you're the successful woman. You've got this great career. You're living in the Hollywood Hills. You're, you're fending off the, 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 the flood of dead rats, you, you know, but, <laughs> but you've, you've, you're taking care of animals. You're going out with friends, you, you know, you're doing all this stuff. You're single. You're looking for people at the same time. Here you go. You spend two crazy hours with me just talking about nonsense. And I, I bring this up because, you know, you can go to the store and get a banana and go bad. You can go to the store and buy those little shitheads called avocados. And when you're ready, they're going to be bad. And when you're not ready, they're not ready anyway. So it doesn't fucking matter. Every time. Yeah. Every time. But you guess what? You get to go back and buy some more if you want. You get to keep playing the same dumb game. Yeah. And the only thing we don't get back is time. So for you not knowing me from Adam to getting a random email to saying yes, 
and to, to go on this crazy adventure of just chatting it up with me and talking about personal things like your dating life and your, and your ex and, and your career and everything in between, uh, it is not lost on me uh, how much that means to me as a person because you're spending something with me that you can't get back. So I appreciate it. And I thank you very much for that. Cool. I thank you too. Like that, that was fun. I, I think I probably told too much truth, but <laughs> I do all the time. Like Never. it's just harder to do that when I'm so sober. I'm, I'm still drinking coffee. I think I should have had a drink. Oh no, I should not I, have had a drink. I usually do have drinks. I got, I got to go pick up my kid in, in an hour. So no cocktails <laughs> for me when I'm, they don't like the booze breath when you're picking your kid up. It's a weird yeah, it's thing. Weird. It's like, like, it's a new hey, thing. Sir. Uh, no. <laughs> and, and your swerving is bad too. They just, they, yeah. you know, in the 70s, drinking and driving yeah. was a real thing. Now, because we're smarter, we know it's a dumb thing and you shouldn't do right. it. Right. Right. You can't do it anymore. But not cool. Tell people again, where can they find you? She's single. She's ready to mingle, folks. I am. I, my, and my Instagram is just apparently full of bikini photos. Or not, I mean, it is. It really is. But it I'm is. in my bikini a lot. That's why. See? It's warm. Um, so it's Feather Girl 77. Feather Girl 77. Um, we'll and if you're interested, well. and we'll tag yeah, you in the post. Yeah, tag me for sure. If you're interested in, in listening to my podcast, uh, it's called Strictly Stalking. And that Instagram is uh, Strictly Stalking Pod. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for this. I greatly appreciate it. Have a wonderful week. Uh, when this comes out, the file, like two days after it comes out, I'll send you another email and then I'll give you the top countries, the top cities. And then cool. some random cities from like Townsend, Montana to Bangalore, you know, da, 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 da. All, so all the, the cities randoms. with the most listeners, I need to go look for my dates. Not necessarily. We'll have them look for you. <laughs> gonna, you you've moved around enough. We'll, we'll, the, the guys can do it. The guys can put in some effort. Okay, yeah. Right. Come they, to LA, they, boys. That's right. Come to LA. Let me slide into the DMs. Come to LA. Not like a stalker. Show up, be a gentleman. Yeah. Right. I do read the DMs. I do. Okay. There you go. But well, most folks, of them, I don't. I don't respond. That's that's smart too. Folks, here it is now. It is your favorite time when my face that goes for goes for radio and a voice for silent movies. I turn it over to my child who will sing about the first time she took a shit by herself. She did a poop. She did a poop. Hooray. Ha ha ha. Ha ha ha. She did a poop. That's what she's going to sing. So with that said, Jamie, thank you so much for your time. I greatly appreciate it. Have a wonderful week ahead. And, uh, We'll stay in touch. Be good. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.